This week we're going to talk about databases and directory services. Um, in Linux, the database of choice for most programmers is MySQL. And the reason being is because it's an open source database. It's very fast and easy to set up and it's very easy to be accessed from uh, PHP and Apache and most programmers can quickly set up a web application with those and those are called LAMP applications which uh, use Linux, Apache, MySQL and PHP. Um, let's take a look at the packages that you need to install in order to run a MySQL database. Um, what we need to do is run the command rpm minus qa pipe grep mysql and these are the packages that you need the one here mysql 4.1 these are basically the client utilities so with these um, you could actually query other databases and uh, have all the client-side tools that you need to connect to a database server. Now the MySQL server package basically allows you to run a local instance of the MySQL server. So if you want to run a server you need this one. To, to have the client tools to query other servers you need this one. Um, once you've installed the server side all you have to do to start the server is to run the command server service mysql d start start but I'm just gonna do status because I've already started mine so it tells me here that it's running uh, MySQL usually runs on TCP port uh, 3306 so let's let's check and see if it's running netstat minus netp pipe grab MySQL and there we can see that it's running on port 3306 so let's see the first thing that you need to do when you install MySQL is to basically set up the root password and what this is is the administrator account in MySQL that allows you to create other databases. So by default I think the password is blank but the easiest way to set it is to use the command MySQL admin minus u root and then password and then type whatever password you want to uh, have for the SQL server um, whatever that may be and then just hit enter and that sets the root password so once you've set your root password then you can connect to the MySQL server using the MySQL client tool so all you have to do is run MySQL minus u for minus user I'm gonna connect as the user root and minus p so it prompts me for a password uh, by default, it's going to try to connect to the local host and connect on port 3306, so I don't have to specify those. So I'll go ahead and hit enter, and it's going to ask me for the password. I put my password, and that brings me to the MySQL shell. Now from here, you can type help to see a number of commands that you have, but basically here you're at the database level, so you now need to pick a database to work with. Or you can create or drop a database. A create will allow you to have a new database where you could create tables and in tables is where you actually put your data um, so you could actually use the show command to show um, what databases you currently have so let's try the show command show databases will show you all the databases that you currently have which in my case are the test database which is just a blank database and the MySQL database which is basically where all the users uh, information are kept. 
So once you have a database, then you're going to have users that access the databases. And every time you create a user, which is a local MySQL user, they get the, the tables get stored in MySQL, uh, in the MySQL database. So what we're going to do is create a table here, uh, database. So to create a database, you can, uh, you can use the MySQL admin uh, command line tool to create a database, but you can also do it from here. So you, all you need to do is just run the command create database. And in my case, this database is going to be called sales. So I'm going to call it sales. So put a colon. You always need to end everything in MySQL. You need to end with a colon and that, uh, or a semicolon, I mean. And that basically um, tells the, the tool to basically execute that command. So as you can see, we've created a database. So now if we do show databases, it should show our new sales database. So to start creating, um, schemas inside the sales database you have to use the command use sales and that basically tells, tells mysql that your default database uh, is sales now another thing you could do is here in the command line when we connect it we could do minus t sales and that tells it in the command line that you want to use sales as your default database so let's try that and now we are at the sales database so the next step is to basically create tables. So um, tables is actually where you actually insert your records and your data. So the easiest way to create a table is to create a SQL file with all your table definitions. And I have just that. So let's take a look at that. My SQL, that SQL. Let me clear that. Okay, in here I have I've created a table called customer, which has a field called customer ID, a field called name, address, city, zip code, and phone. And I'm also making the customer ID the primary key for this uh, table. Um, and then what I've done is I have uh, I have an insert command. So um, this is how you actually insert data into this table. So this is using the SQL language and what it's doing is in, it's in inserting a record into the customer database. So it's saying insert into customer these following fields which have these values here. Okay, so I have one record here and two, uh, actually two records all together. So my, the next step is actually to load this into the, um, into the, um, database that we created a sales database. Um, you could actually paste this into the MySQL um, command line and let's try doing that. So I could just copy and paste the whole thing and that puts it in there. So now if I do show tables, it will show my new customer table. So there it is, customer. And I could do a describe customer and it will show me all the fields that that table contains. Now, if I wanted to see the records in that um, table, I could do select star from customer. And currently it's empty. So let's, the next thing is to load um, some of those records. Um, I have here m.sql, which basically has this one record. So what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm actually going to get two records for this one. So I'm going to put this one as well. 
so vim.sql and I'm going to paste that there. So now I have two records that I want to insert into my table. And again, I could paste them in the MySQL uh, client, but you could also use the command um, MySQL minus u root minus p minus t. So it puts it into the database uh, sales. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the input from m.sql. So this says read everything in this table and insert it and insert those records into this database as this user. So it's going to prompt me for the password and then it's going to insert them. So let's see if it happens. Near phone. I think I made a mistake here when I pasted. Let me take a look at this. Oh, I see. So let's take a look at this record. And let me see if it lets me copy and paste it. So let's try running that command again. Let's try pasting it because it's not taking it. Show tables. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna have to do it manually because it's it's there's a carriage return there that is not letting me do it. So that's okay. I can just go ahead and paste that. Customer. customer underscore phone and now the values are these okay ah keep in there inserting to customer customer name customer address customer city customer phone oh, values I forget values Certain to customer, customer name, customer address, customer city, customer set, phone values. The customer name is that is the customer address is that. That looks good. Column count doesn't match. Column count. Where's column count? Let's see. Let me take a look at this. VM. Okay, I'm going to read these. Okay. I know these should work, so let's try them again. So let's try running this command again from m.sql. Put the password. Okay, this time it took it. I think I mistyped something there, so that's why I wasn't going, but now it should work. So let's try connecting again, and let's see if those records exist there. And let's do a select star from customer. And there they are. We have our two records. 
okay if you wanted to delete a record you could do delete from customer where customer ID equals one that gets rid of one row which is this one here so if I do up arrow and I do select star from customer now I only have one record see so that's how you delete you could also do an update and you would do update customer set customer name equal to Tulio C Yosa where customer ID equals two. Okay, so that updates that. So now this was select and now it's changed it from that to this. So now it's I got the middle name there. So that's how you insert, delete, and modify records. Um, the last thing I want to show you is um, how to back up this database. So let's say you want to back up all the all the um, the entire sales database in case uh, for some reason you lost your data you want to have a backup. So how do you do that? There is a tool called MySQL Dump and that basically gives you a dump of all the tables and uh, records inside of the tables into a text file. So let's take a look at that. Uh, bi mysql dump mysql dump sh. This is just a script. Basically here I'm gonna change this from sales. Sales that's equal. Okay, so basically here mysql dump just like mysql takes a minus u for the user, a p for the password. This parameter here, add drop table, says that um, you want to add a um, a note before each table that if the table exists, to drop it. So uh, when the table definition is created, it says if exists, drop. So that the, the table is dropped and added if it's already there. This is the name of the database, and we're telling it to put all of that information into the sales that SQL um, file text file so remember the greater than signal is to send information to a file the less than signal is to take input from a file so before when we loaded those two records we took input from a file so it was less than this time we're sending all this information to this file so it's a greater than so let's escape and run this command. So MySQL dump. It's gonna ask me for the password. I put the password. Now it should have a file called sales.sql. Let's take a look at that. And that file contains. See here is where that it says drop table if exists customer. So what that does again, if that table exists, it will go ahead and drop it and recreate it. Okay, and then it should have my one record, which is this. And that's my backup. Um, one more thing to know is if you want to edit any of the parameters for MySQL, the file that you need to um, modify is the etc my.cnf. And here it is, uh, it's got different, these are different daemons, and MySQLD is the one that you worry about. And this is where the socket file is. This is where all of the 
MySQL uh, data is stored in this directory. And there are other parameters that you can add here to make your database uh, more efficient. But um, for the most part, for most developers, uh, the defaults here will work right out of the box. So you don't really have to change this unless you know what you're doing and you want to tune it a little more and you can certainly do that. So that covers databases. Now let's take a look at directories. And now that directory is basically a database, but it's a database that is uh, specialized for quick reads. So where a database, a regular database allows you to do uh, not only selects to read the data, but also deletes and updates. Um, and a directory is more uh, optimized towards reading data. So pulling records quickly out of a directory and not really adding or uh, updating a lot of records in transactional basis. So uh, OpenLDAP is the default LDAP directory in Linux systems. And let's take a look at the RPMs that we need to install to get an OpenLDAP uh, directory. So if you do RPM minus QA pipe grep OpenLDAP, you can see all the RPMs that we need. And let's start going by them just like um, just like with MySQL, for the directory, you need this tool here, which is your basic client utilities. So this allows you to query other directories. But if you want to run your own directory, you have to install OpenLDAP servers. Okay. So that's the package that you need to install if you want to run your own local LDAP directory. Um, this. So that's it basically. Uh, clients, these are the client utilities to query other directories. The one thing I noticed is if you try to install these, the server part, in order to install it, you need to disable SE Linux. So last week we enabled SE Linux. This week we need to disable it because otherwise it conflicts with OpenLDAP server. So you can go to CD, etc, SE Linux, and BI config and make sure you SE Linux equals disabled. I haven't played with any of the, the options, but uh, I know that if you disable it, it does work. So that's one thing that we need to make sure we do. Otherwise, it won't let you install the RPM. It just breaks during the install. Okay, so, um, so basically what you need to do is if you wanna uh, set up your directory, install the servers, uh, the OpenLDAP servers RPM, and then all of the configuration files for OpenLDAP are stored in etc OpenLDAP. So let's go to that directory. The main configuration file for OpenLDAP is the slapd.conf. And slapd is the name of the daemon for OpenLDAP. It's actually the service. And uh, all of the schemas are stored in the CD schema. Okay, so if you ever wanted to use LDAP to store different things and you were given a schema that you need to add to your current, you would put it here. And these are basically the definitions of classes and attributes that you could use in your directory. Uh, these default ones basically allow you to do the basic things such as um, um, keeping track of contacts. Um, so let's go back one directory and let's look at the slabd.conf. The basic uh, information that you need to provide here to make this to to make this work is you need a suffix. So this is like the base of your directory. It's just a namespace 
and it could really be anything. In my case, I've named it DC equals CSC570E and then DC equals EDU. Okay, but this could be really anything. Um, now, what I've created here is I want my root DN or my root account to be CN equals manager. And as you can see, this is hierarchical. So my suffix was DC equals this, and then DC equals that, which is right here. And then on top of that, I've created a manager account, which is my basically my root user. Now, in order to set up a password, you wanna you could easily put your password here in text, but then anybody that opened this file could see your password. So you, what you want to do is hash that password. So in order to do that, you need to run the command uh, slap, uh, let's see, it's slap password. So let's take a look at that. If you run slap pass, slap pass WD, okay? It's going to ask you for a new password. You put your password, and then it's going to ask you to re-enter the new password. You put it again, and then it's going to actually print what the hash of it would look like. And that's what you need to paste on that slapd.com file. So let's vi that file again. Um, and that's what I pasted here. Okay. So if you ever want to change your password, run the slap password command, get the hash, and then paste it here. Uh, the directory uh, by default is fine. It's basically where it stores all the files. Okay. These are the different indexes that it's using, and you can keep these defaults. Um, this is how you optimize it. Once you know how to use LDAP and you know how your directory is structured, you can add more indexes to speed up queries, especially if your directory gets pretty big. Okay, but the, the important things to have here is your root password because you're gonna have to connect and know what the password is. You need to have a suffix. So this is like your base of where you're starting and uh, basically a root account, which is this, okay? So the rest, you can pretty much keep it as default. You really don't have to change anything more. So here is where you actually include your schema. So any, any schema that you put in that schema directory, you actually need to include it here. And you need to make sure that it has no conflicts with any of the other schemas that you have. Uh, for our assignments, we're basically going to be using um, attributes from these two schemas, the cosine schema and the network person that schema so you could actually go to these files and uh, see what attributes you can use that exist in those schemas okay so then the next step is to actually start the LDAP service and to start the LDAP service you have to run the command service LDAP start I'm gonna do a status because mine is already running and it tells me that it's running on and the process ID is 6459 I could actually do a net stat to verify that. Um, here, and as you can see here, it's running. And by default, the LDAP default port is 389. If you wanted to do LDAP over SSL or encrypted LDAP, it would be 636. But in this case, we just want simple uh, clear text LDAP, which is 389. Um, if you remember last week we did uh, TCP wrappers and at least when I did mine I set everything in, as a deny in the host.deny and then I activated uh, anything that I wanted to allow on the allow file 
So slab D, the slab D um, daemon, it's actually um, has support for TCP wrappers. So let's look at that. LDD user bin slab D, and you can see here that it's got libwrap, which means it's got support for TCP wrappers. So we gotta make sure we go to the etc host.deny and still you could either comment this which will basically negate everything you did last week or you could simply go to etc host.allow and just make another entry for slab d and put in my case i put everything in this network and the local host to be allowed that way i can connect from here or i can connect from any other machine on this network so that basically allows me to connect to my LDAP server. So now let's take a look at uh, what we can do with LDAP, okay? The first thing that we want to do with the, uh, with the directory is to basically create the directory structure, okay? And let's look at this file dump.ldiff, okay? For the assignment, I basically have provided you with all this information here. And uh, basically, this is the structure of your directory. So in the slapd, we created a base, we created a suffix, and, and here we're actually specifying what that suffix is. We're saying that this suffix is using object classes stop and object class domain, and it's that. And then here, I'm actually creating the actual account, which I made it the, the, the root DN in my slapd.com file. Okay, and then what I've done is I've in in this um, in this suffix here inside this suffix I've created an organizational unit called people, and inside that organizational unit I've created another organizational unit called contacts. So uh, LDAP basically builds these hierarchies, and inside contacts is where I'm going to store all my contacts. So as you can see, I have a contact here. Um, for myself with all my information okay and basically each contact uses three different object classes object classes top person and a network person and these are the the possible attributes that I could use okay if you wanted to look at more attributes that you could use you could look at the schema for a network person so we could go to etc open LDAP schema and bi a network person and then he, this is basically all the different attributes that you could use okay i've used only a few of these just for this example but you could easily use some of the other ones that are available okay so now the first thing that you want to do is do an ldap add so let's take a look at an ldap add command okay the ldap add command basically um um, so for the assignment, you have to make the root password for your LDAP system student. So what you would do is put slab password and then put student, student, and then paste this into your slabd.conf. That way you're, you know that your root account is, um, your root account password is student. Okay. So this is what the LDAP add command looks like. So you want to do LDAP add minus X. Which, and then minus D because you're binding as this user, which is the manager user that you specified in the 
in the uh, slapd.conf and then you're asking it to uh, you're telling it that the password for that is student and you're telling it to read the file dump.ldiff so what this is going to do is it's going to read this file and load everything inside this file into the directory okay in my case I've already loaded it so I don't need to run this again but when you first start your directory is going to be empty so you will have to load this everything that is inside this dump file uh, for your assignment so you populate your directory now to read what's in the inside the directory or all, all the records inside you can run the LDAP search command so let's take a look at that LDAP search and basically LDAP search is similar I'm, I'm running an LDAP search I'm connecting to the base or the suffix or the bottom of my directory which is csc570e dc equals edu I'm logging in as this user the manager with this password and I want to search and I want a dump of everything on top of this so let's run that command let's see what we have there so far okay so this is going to show me all my records and looks like um, I've loaded everything inside that dump file so I have my organizational unit called contacts and then one and then two records one and two okay so let's say if I wanted to add an extra record I could do basically just take this paste it into a file change all these for a different record and then run the LDAP add command basically to insert it to insert another record now if I wanted to out to to uh, delete a record I would run the command uh, LDAP delete so let's look at LDAP delete uh, an LDAP delete basically takes basically same as the update but in this case you need to specify what you're deleting so here I, I swear I specify that I want to delete this particular record so I tell it what the CN of the record that I want to delete okay everything else looks like the um, like the add now modify um, the modify takes a file so if you want to make modifications you basically take your current record add the other fields that you want it and you can run the modify so let's take a look at this modify okay let's take a look at mods.ldiff okay what I've done here is I've added two more fields one called display name and one called initials so if I run my LDAP search I can see oh I already have display name and initials but if I didn't have those then I uh, let's take a look at the mods that LDIF I'm gonna change my initials to TCL okay so LDAP modify okay what this is gonna do is it's gonna connect as this user with this password and it's gonna modify the record with what's now in mods that LDIF which basically it's added instead of being um, TL is TCL so let's do a modify it tells me that it was modified so now I can do a search let's take a look at LDAP search which is that and let's take a look and see what it looks like and see now my initials are TCL so that's how you would do that
okay so for your assignment if you need to modify or in, if you need to insert a record the easiest way to do it is to take one of these existing records change the information and then accordingly to what you want to put and then run the ldap add command which again minus x minus d to log in as this user with this password and to read the everything that you're adding from this file dump.ldiff could be any name that you want it could be uh, my file txt or whatever you want but ldif is a is basically this type of formatting and that's why i use that in this case um, that is basically it for directories and databases again the two things to remember for this assignment is to make sure you disable se linux otherwise you will have problems with installing open ldap server and to make sure that you clear that problem with tcp wrappers otherwise you won't be able to connect to your ldap server